Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 167, Authors Promotion Show. Rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, psychologist, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and national board certified health and wellness coach. Okay, Ellen, first of all, congratulations for your book. I read it through and I love it, love it. Uh, so, and I love your bio about um, what you achieved so far, and I can't wait to start our interview today. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is my first interview with the book. I've done, I did a TV interview yesterday about uh, families and the holidays, but sort of the first time I'm coming out talking about my book. So thanks for having me on. Beautiful. As you see, that's her book uh, on the top. And uh, that's about midlife, right? Correct. So tell me about it. First of all, tell me about yourself. I know uh, you had lots of challenges in your midlife and uh, you you were a famous person in TV and everywhere talking about your old books, right? You uh, bought the cooking, right? Yes, my ex-husband yes. and I were the cooking couple. So we were celebrity chefs in the 90s and we wrote books about food and romance. So we wrote three books together. We did a ton of TV. We had a radio show for five years did a lot of product endorsements. It was it was a lot of fun. But uh, then, you know, the world came out in Viagra. Nobody needed aphrodisiacs anymore. And uh, yeah, the marriage went south, took a while, then you know, raised our kids and decided that I wanted to be on a different path. So it took me, you know, kind of about four years to kind of pull my life together. So I think, you know, midlife is this time where you're kind of like the caterpillar to the butterfly. You're like in this chrysalis and it can be, I don't know how it was for you. I would be curious, you know, where you're at with midlife. But for me, it was definitely a time where divorce, health crisis, empty nest, all of these things, which really um, give you a little bit of a pause and you start to reevaluate your life and you decide, well, okay, I've got this whole second adulthood. I don't have as much time in front of me probably than behind me. What am I going to do with the rest of the incredible decades ahead? And that's kind of where I was at. And uh, also, I've been working with so many women. I've worked with hundreds of women at Midlife on the Midlife Whisperer. So that's kind of what I do. And just seeing people transform and feeling like, gosh, I'm not transforming. Like, why am I still being the caterpillar when I'm all set and want to be the butterfly? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's not uh, only about the emotional state you have a lot of challenges with menopause and other hormonal change in your body that's why you feel that you rock the bottom <laughs> so what do we have to do whenever we hit the midlife and then i know a, a little bit we are a little bit confused because we will have a lot of challenges and what do you recommend what did you do when you were in that point well, I follow the seven steps in my book, Rock Your Midlife, essentially. So the first step, well, before you get to the seven steps, which I can detail, the first thing you have to do is you've got to get unstuck. And I think that at midlife, it's really easy to get stuck because we're comfortably uncomfortable. You know, we may be staying in a relationship because we're scared, but I'm going to meet somebody else, or this is like, this is what I know. 
perhaps we're in a dead end job that we don't like, or even we're, you know, in bodies that we haven't taken good care of, but it's scary to like go to the gym, change our diets. Change is scary. Our brains are designed to keep us safe, not to help us. I know you've worked with trauma. So, you know, like the brain is there. We develop these ways of being. And even I was, you know, experienced trauma in my life to protect ourselves. And so there's this big barrier to even getting started. So the first thing is you've got to get unstuck. So then after you get unstuck, the first step, I mean, you can- Sorry, how, nice can we get, how can we get unstuck? <laughs> That's the first question. Yeah, well, the first thing with, you know, getting unstuck is you kind of just have to take the blindfolders off. So we kind of just duck and cover. We just stay safe and we stay small and we have to take a look at our situation. We have to take the blindfolders on. That's the first thing is just take a look at where you are at and realize that you do have choices. You don't have to stay in a relationship that's not working. You don't have to stay in a job that's not working. You don't have to stay in a body that's not healthy. You are able to make changes in your life. So that's the first thing is take that blindfold off and then, you know, make some choices. I mean, doing nothing, staying stuck is actually a choice. And so you can start a choice no matter how small. So for example, if you're thinking, Jay, I really need to get in shape. I've let, you know, COVID has happened and I've maybe I put on some weight and I haven't exercised. So you start a walking program. Or if you're in a relationship that's not working, maybe you think about what could I do to make that relationship better? Or maybe I need to prototype what it looks like to leave. But you have to do something and even doing something in a different area of your life, you know, changing your hair color, wearing a different color you know, driving to work in a new way, getting your coffee at a new coffee shop, reading a different newspaper or book, you've got to shake your life up. Because if we keep repeating the same old, same old things, then the same life is going to keep showing up for us. And we're not going to be able to make our next chapter amazing. You said there are seven steps. Okay, can you go through them step by step? You said the first one, you just have to unfold uh, your current situation and see where you are at and then accept the changes, as I understand <laughs> of your steps. What are the rest? Yeah, so and you're facing your fears. So that's actually the preliminary thing. And then we get to the seven steps. You got to get unstuck, face your fears, decide to take action, make it set an intention. So the first step is authenticity. That step is really getting to know yourself. So you can't create an amazing next chapter if you don't know yourself. If you're if you know wearing a mask, if you are kind of clawing up the ladder of success, but it's against the wrong building because it's not authentic, it's not what you truly love, then you're not going to make your next chapter um, wonderful. So this chapter is really all about like thinking about your childhood. What did you like to do as a kid? And what are you naturally great at? I give people lots of journaling exercises and as well as various types of psychological instruments that they can take to discover what's unique and fabulous about you because you've got to know yourself on the deepest level to have an amazing next chapter. So that's the first step. The next step is loving yourself. And this is really, for me, the thing that changed everything. I was fortunate enough to have Kristen Neff on my dissertation committee. And she is kind of the pioneer in this area called self-compassion. And um, Kristen actually required me to learn self-compassion. So I started practicing 
essentially treating myself like a good friend. And that was just like totally changed my energy, changed the way I treated myself. I essentially stopped doing things that insulted my soul and started creating a life that I loved because I cared about myself. So I improved my relationship with myself by learning to love myself. And I give people in this chapter really practical things. Again, people are like, how do you love yourself? Like, where do you start, right? And this is really all about this area called self-compassion. So that's the second step. And ready for the third? Sure, I am. Go ahead. (laughs) The third is energizing yourself. So this is where I take my background as a registered dietitian, as a board-certified health and wellness coach. I've been a personal fitness trainer, and I've always taken really good care of my body. And so it's really important to have energy if you're fatigued, if you're tired, um, if you're, you know, experiencing a lot of menopausal symptoms, it's really hard to enjoy your next chapter if you don't feel good, if you don't have energy. Of course, you want to prevent all the chronic diseases. So this is a really meaty chapter that's going to give you everything you need to know about um, diet, about exercise, lots of tips around menopause, things around sleep, rest, stress reduction, just to help you to really feel really good so that you can really move into your next chapter, having a lot of energy and living a long life. So the fourth step is reprogramming your brain. And so this step is all about what is called neuroplasticity. So this is where you're able to change actually your brain. You're able to grow new neuroplasticity. I'm sure you know about this from your your trauma work, that we can kind of um, extinguish neural pathways that aren't serving us like things that are bring us down, negativity, and also expanding those neural pathways, growing those neural pathways, which are going to make us happier, bring us more meaning, more purpose, more focus in our lives. So this chapter is really all about things that you can do to change the structure of your brain so that you are more positive. And then the fifth, and I'm, I'm still working on the fifth, that is empowerment. So going from bottomed out to lifted up, really discovering how do I empower myself from within. You know, so often we are looking from outside of ourselves, looking to other people, things to make us feel good, to make us feel um, powerful. But this is about tapping within and really um, connecting with the step one, that authenticity, and then also starting to attract what is truly um, in your highest good in your life. And I explain this process called finding your destination vibration, which is something that I did um, when COVID first started and we were in lockdown, I started using some very powerful visualization techniques to actually kind of both imagine the life that I wanted through my thoughts, but also magnetize what I wanted through my emotions. So this is, I talk all about the law of attraction, all about empowerment, how to be more courageous, how to really uh, listen to your heart. The sixth step is rehab your relationships. And if you're listening, I'm wondering if people are looking forward to Thanksgiving, right? We're going to be with our families and we've all changed so much. So I encourage you get the book. This chapter alone is worth the price of admission. It's on Amazon. It's only 99 cents. Um, And it's really powerful because what happens is when you become that butterfly, when you become empowered, when you know yourself, you love yourself, you start taking care of yourself physically, you start to change 
but the people in your life still think that you are that caterpillar. And you're like, no, I'm a butterfly. Can you see I've got like wings and I'm eating nectar and my life is awesome, but they still think that you're the caterpillar. So in this chapter, it's really all about how to rehab your relationships. And there's a threefold process. So that's about letting that good girl go. So letting that people pleaser that always wants, you know, I, I was one of those. Anybody identify with that, right? People I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Were you a people pleaser as well? Yeah, I, I try to look at myself as well. Like uh, sometimes you have to sacrifice your time and energy to sa satisfy others. But then you look at yourself, you see if you do this, sometimes you really hurt yourself as well. So you have to make a balance <laughs> and look at yourself first, I guess. Yeah, that's so important when I'm working with so many of my clients are, are recovering people pleases where they're actually making their decisions because they're conflict adverse and they want to please other people. They want to be the good girl. And that, you know, it's not our fault. We are taught early on to listen to our caregivers. If we don't listen to mom and dad, our teachers, um, you know, follow the rules, we are in danger of losing love and not being taken care of. So we have this embedded people please, but you have to start to stand up and not be there to please yourself. So that's number one, let the people pleaser go. The second part is create a, what I call a bill of rights. So what do you, you know, want to stand for? I, you know, want to stand for taking care of myself. I have a right to be heard. I have a right to take care of my body. I have a right to express myself. I have a right to feel my emotions. So I take people through a process where they can create their own bill of rights and really own what we talked about, the empowerment, but really have the, these bill of rights with other people. And then the last part of the rehab relationships is something called nonviolent communication, which is a process that was developed to help you communicate and get your needs met. So that's number six. Then we finally get to number seven, and that is all about enlightenment. So that's really about creating a spiritual uh, practice, connecting with your higher power, whether you call that God, spirit, consciousness. And I give people lots of techniques to do that as well as it's a lot of it is about just owning the fact that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You're already spiritual. We already have that intuitive divine connection. And it's really a matter of kind of pulling off these lampshades that are blocking our light and really um, owning how powerful and beautiful we are and how we really can shine our light and make a difference in the world. So that's the seven steps. But again, Anybody can pick up the book. You can start at any step you like. If you're struggling with your physicality, start with the energy chapter, struggling with the self-love, you know, step two, working on that relationship, which again, great for Thanksgiving coming up. That's step six. You can really start wherever you are. And I promise that you will find techniques that are really going to help you to rock your midlife. I love that. Especially the last part, the seven the step seven because as you as you see when we try to connect to higher self first we have to take care of your ourselves and to see what is our needs because sometimes we prioritize other people needs you know against us and then what happened then we lose ourselves we forget about ourselves then, uh, but in your techniques, I, 
you have to go through these steps to know what you want exactly. What is what actually make you happy, right? And take different steps to look at your body and your emotional states to be at the point that you are happy and grateful for what you have. And then uh, you then have, as soon as you feel better, then you can make higher changes, better changes, right? As you see, uh, for the seven steps, um, you are going to find your life purpose. Right. Yes, I think that but I think what gets really exciting too, I don't know if you've found this yourself, but what happens is that you're constantly kind of walking through the author, you know, author promotion show where authors, right? But you become the author of your actual existence. Like I feel like every day I just wake up and I know exactly what I need to do. And then the next day I do the next thing and the next thing. And I'm sort of in this trajectory that's pulling me forward in a beautiful way. And I think one of the things that I'm just loving about where I'm finding myself is that. I'm I'm um, growing through positive things, right? We always, I always felt like the first half of my life was just like you know divorce and I went blind and I got Hashimoto's disease and I had depression, all of this really hard stuff. But now I'm learning and growing through like love and wisdom, through good, happy, fun things. I think there's a sense that we have to have all of these tough things happen to us for us to grow and glow. But I'm like all about growing through joy. Beautiful. I can see your energy. You are very happy and you have a very positive energy. You really uh, transfer it to me as well. So I feel great today. Well, thank you. Well, it's. I think that's one of my missions in life is for women to see. I'm over 60. I turn 59 in a month and I feel great. I have great energy. I do feel joyful and kind of like reverse aging, like finding my childhood joy. Um, again, and it's really fun. It's fun to inspire people and help people to see that you can be joyful, um, that you can like connect with that inner child and rediscover that happy place again. Exactly. You know what I realized? Uh, I have a lot of cry clients because I'm a fertility coach as well. So in mid 40s, they get pregnant. <laughs> And uh, that, that's exactly following those steps because when you have a good diet and you have a good hormone balance and you have a great energy, why not? <laughs> it even happened to you. You can get pregnant at that age. The point is, um, in any stages of your life, you have to update yourself. You have to upgrade to a higher level and you have to sit with yourself and see what is your purpose? What are you happy today? What you can do to make yourself happier, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, every day too. And I think that's the um, thing about waking up and saying, you know, today's going to be the best day of my life. Today's going to be a good day. I mean, I struggled with clinical depression. I was on antidepressants for years. Um, and some, you know, I have to work every day. People look at me and go, you're, you had depression because I do seem so happy, but I, I have to work on it every day. I have to work on finding what brings me meaning and purpose and joy and how I can connect with other people and help other people. And that's what's so exciting about the book is that, you know, as an author, you can share this and you've had so many, you know, authors on, but we can reach so many people 
through our books by, you know, being in front of the media versus, you know, I love working one-on-one with my clients, but I can only work with a handful, but we all have this opportunity. And I think nothing lights me up more than sharing my truth with other women. Yeah, it's so inspirational. Yes. Thank you so much, Ellen, for being here. I really enjoy talking to you. And uh, hopefully um, I can see more and more success in your life as well. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for the very important work that you're doing. We need to talk a lot more about trauma and maybe I will have you on a live down the road or when I get my, my little podcast self together next year sometime, we'll have to wow, do it. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So congratulations for your podcast. <laughs> well, not yet. It's not even in the work. It's just, it's in the back of my mind. I just Whenever I you talk about, about something back of your mind, it, it means it's going to happen soon. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you will get there. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Please subscribe to Pontal Calhoun Transition channel to get the latest interviews and order my book PTSD Compass through Amazon. How to confront PTSD and navigate trauma to triumph.